Tom Korski is managing editor of Black Locks, and he joins us to do a deep dive into the headlines that don't generally get covered off. And, and a lot of these kind of blend into to one another. But the government of transparency, or as they like to call themselves, you know, they slash funding to the auditor uh, and then, of course, exiled the exiled the auditor in place when he made that public just a few weeks ago. Now we've got a new auditor general in there. Um, but with all this unprecedented spending, interestingly, the Commons Finance Committee last night, by a unanimous vote, said more funding, full funding for the auditor. 10-0 vote. Uh, liberals voted for it. New Democrats block. Everyone thinks it's a good idea, especially old-timers, Alex. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's been around Ottawa, has a gray hair, sees billions of dollars going out the the door, really un- unprecedented spending that's never before in history has this happened. And uh, they know that there will be people who will mysteriously prosper, and many a speedboat will be paid off as these billions of dollars go out through a lot of sole source contracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everyone gets very nervous, and they uh, voted 10-0 to uh, fully fund the auditors, do as many audits as you please, more, more, the more the better. And um, it's not a binding vote. It's just deeply embarrassing for cabinet. Certainly. And, and and the bottom line is uh, you want to be able to catch any kind of hidden little agendas in there, be it any, it doesn't matter what the government is, that's what it's there for. It's to make sure that the spending is for what it says it is. You don't want all of a sudden like a power grab, as we saw in the first week of this emergency crisis that the Liberals kind of slipped in. Or, you know, another one would be the SNC scandal that was kind of slipped into the uh, uh, the budget l- last year. And, and it's only by eagle eyes that you're able to find these kind of little hidden agenda pieces. And so what happens now? Do you actually see this government shamed into spending the money for the audits? Very hard not to. Uh, It it would be deeply embarrassing and very awkward to explain. Audits are about consequences, Alex. Uh, Ottawa is a consequence-free zone. You know, you walk into some buildings, it says fragrance-free building. Uh, Ottawa is a consequence-free zone. Nobody gets fired. People mm-hmm. talk about their feelings until the auditors show up, in which case careers may be shortened and sometimes people go to jail. It's happened. Everyone who's a taxpayer enjoys audits. Other people who are subject to audits get hot and angry. Interestingly, the hot, angry ones set the budget for the auditors, which they would also like to change. Sure, of course. And I think uh, they've cut the audits in half since the Harper government, which, you know, if if it were reversed, we would heal gales of hysteria and, and anger. But of course... No one seems to kind of even blink these days by the the lack of transparency, the lack of accountability. And so it kind of bleeds into our next uh, topic, which, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, talking about this budget update. You know, how are we going to get any kind of grip on financial spending if this government will not put any kind of no one expects a budget, but certainly a financial update. And, And Trudeau yesterday, as you watch just kind of twisted himself into a pretzel trying to figure out a way of like, it's just too complicated. We just don't know where we're at. Things are just too uncertain. Yeah. Okay. So give us an update and they won't. It is complicated. If only he had a finance minister. (laughs) (laughs) He does does have a finance minister and his name is Bill Morneau. I understand he's good at playing tennis. (laughs) And if he's not good at budgeting, maybe this is not the line of work for him. Seriously, when you're looking at uh, spending, 
now that has led to this is all borrowed money a deficit by the auditor uh, uh, the parliamentary budgets office estimate of about 260 billion dollars plus 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 you have to set a budget so you know where you're going and that's everyone knows that's what a budget is this is where we are this is where we're going this is how much we need and that figure is how much the kids will have to pay on interest in future years as rates on the bonds go up. You don't have a choice. I don't quite understand the delay. It hasn't been articulated. As you mentioned, there's been attempts to explain this, that it's just simply wildly unpredictable times. Well, you know, there are cities, municipalities, and provinces who have figured this out. A lot of businesses have figured it out because they're dealing with bankruptcy trustees. Mm -hmm. You have to get on that. Yeah, it's actually quite disgusting. And it's it's actually um, it's insulting, I think, to Canadians if they really think about it, because no one else, and certainly not in your household, would you ever get away with going to the bank saying, yeah, you know, my finances are uh, this is very complicated. I can't make that. I can't tell you what I owe right now because it just uh, the numbers are all over the place. Don't worry about it. I mean, it just would never fly. And that's kind of, I think, how you have to break it down. The other story you guys have dug into is the conflicts of interest. And Public Works uh, Minister Anita Ananda said she was utterly shocked, shocked by conflict of interest on this federal COVID-19 supply council to learn that six of the 17 appointees are registered lobbyists. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, you see the list of names putting themselves forward and, and she should have known. Um, you know, that there was a problem. Some of the names we're talking about are Canadian Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Canadian Women's Foundation, Red Cross, uh, you know, Retail Council. Why, why is there conflict here and why is she so surprised when she shouldn't be? Well, there was a, there was an incident. One of the appointees is a former Newfoundland finance minister, <laughs> uh, Kathy Bennett, who also happened to be director of a company that also happened to have a contract with the Department of Indigenous Services to supply medical tents that, so the committee was told, nobody really wanted. And when this came out, uh, Ms. Bennett resigned from this supply council. And only then, says the Minister of Public Works, did we go through the list of the other 16 appointees to see if they are federal contractors. There were members of the committee who said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This was a supply council to advise the government on contracting, and it included, in one case, a contractor. You know, they didn't advertise those jobs in the newspaper. Those mm. people were personally selected. And there, there was the rhetorical question asked, why is that so hard? Why is this so hard? Is this like budgeting? Is it just that hard that the only people you could think of to serve on your council as advisors were people who happen to do business with the government, which was quite often the case? Yes, which takes us back to point one of why we need audits. This is why, because there's all sorts of little, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours going on behind the scenes. And as Canadians, we need to know. Tom, always interesting. You always get, uh, get uh, what's buried in the lead, and I appreciate you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Alex.